Hey folks, there's a whole lot that doesn't get me too excited these days, but there's one thing I look forward to every year, and that's the Dixon Gun Show. If you live in the Northern California area this March, it would be worth heading out to Dixon for their gun show on the fairgrounds. There are over 175 different tables, folks. That's over 175 different vendors providing everything from collectibles, firearms, of course, ammunition, and many other trinkets and services. So on March 27th and 28th, be sure to head out to the Dixon Gun Show at the Dixon Fairgrounds. This show only comes around once a year, folks. And with the new presidential administration, you may not be able to procrastinate that new gun or accessory much longer. So this year on March 27th and 28th, be sure to make your way out to Dixon, California for the Dixon Gun Show. Check out DixonGunShow.com for more information. Hey folks, this is the Serving the Peace Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Hardy. Welcome to the program. <laughs> Josh is joining me today. Say hi, Josh. Oh, hi, Josh. <laughs> we are not doing YouTube today. I'm taking a step back and kind of resetting a few things, reconfiguring a few things. So uh, that's not happening today. So we are just pure podcast, getting back to the purity of yeah. the art. Back to our roots from back to a year our and a half roots. ago. From, yeah, a while ago. Like a year ago? Excuse that sound, folks. I was opening a soda. Well. It's just a soda. It's actually sparkling water with flavor that my wife bought. Oh, so how is your man bun coming in? You know, nice? I wish I could grow a man bun. Oh, God. I'd lose all respect. Yeah. As soon as I hit my mid-30s, man, my hair started thinning out. It was gone. Mm. Gone. I have no idea what that would be like. Yeah, like I used to make fun of man buns, and now I just... I wish I had one. That's how I feel about facial hair. Yeah. Because I can't grow facial hair. Oh, that's right. But I I have a beautiful beard. Yeah, you have that like luscious beard going on. So I'm just like, oh. I do. It just, it makes me sad. Forgot a couple pieces of paper that I was planning on using for today's show. All right, then. Luckily, they weren't far. Now that I'm back in my seat. So, Josh, how's your week going? Yeah, week-like. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Same shit, different day. Yeah, did you have your dog stolen? No, I didn't have my dog stolen. Did no, you have no. your dog stolen? No, I didn't have my dog stolen. Oh. Lady Gaga had her dog stolen. Oh, I don't even care. Like, oh, I not didn't even really. a little. So I didn't care. I didn't want to mention this, but I just before we came on, I just read this. Allegedly, and I didn't confirm it, folks, the FBI is investigating this as a possible revenge for her singing at the Biden inauguration. <laughs> I think it should be re- revenge for her acting. In, like, anything. Did she act? Oh, I guess she did that one movie, yeah. huh? I don't know. Yeah, she was in that. And then she was in, the like, a whole season of American Horror Story. And I watched, like, three or four episodes and was like, and we're done of that yeah. epi- of that season. Um, no, but here's the thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's an ongoing thing that's it's frustrating to me because right now in our capital, we still have a fence around it. There's still troops in our capital. Because walls and guns work. Uh, walls and guns, essentially, right? Um, From the crowd who keep telling us walls and guns don't work? They're investigating the January 6th riot as this big, giant, right-wing yeah. conspiracy thing. It didn't get investigated that much when somebody actually set off a bomb in the capitals. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, it, it almost reminds me of the Russian investigation where they're just so desperate to oh, find yeah, to make it a something. Thing. Yeah. Okay, so desperate to catch something on... Um, the Republican leadership that's currently in Congress or any sure. like influences so desperate to just find something on these people so they can cancel them, get rid of them, get them recalled, get them whatever mm-hmm. they want to do. And it's getting ridiculous. Kind of like ridiculous to the point like um, the fact that we actually just use the word cancel like in that way in a sentence. Like, just 
that's just become a word, a, a term that we use in our society. Oh, that we're actually canceling things. We're just gonna cancel. We gotta cancel that. We're canceling Pepe Le Pew. Oh yeah, yeah. How well, is, how okay, is Mr. Wait. Cuomo? <laughs> right? Yeah. Speaking of people who need to be canceled. Oh, you know what's Cuomo. frustrating about the Cuomo thing? Everything. That the fact that we were talking about it. We're no, we we're talking about all this eight months ago. Oh well, yeah. We we're talking about him we're murdering people. old people. Murdering old people. Okay, yeah. essentially just sentence. People, Absolutely. If, you, if you're just catching up to all this, this man had a policy where people would be transferred from hospitals or other facilities into um, old folks' homes. Yep. Right into care facilities. You know where they but, were the where they were the most susceptible. Well, to that's COVID. that's not the problem. The problem is there was no procedure, and it wasn't just something that was overlooked. There was no procedure or protocol to either quarantine these people for two weeks. Mike smell funny. It's that new mic smell. It's that new mic smell. It's Sorry, we got new smell. mics, so it's hey, like... You're going to make me lose my train of thought. Sorry. Buddy. So anyways, there was no protocol or procedure to either quarantine these people for two weeks or at least make sure they're tested before they go yeah. into the facility. As a result, literally thousands of elderly people sure. caught COVID and died. But were, people die. But people die. It's fine. People die. Yeah, that's what he said. That is what he said. That's exactly what he said. So now okay. it turns out that that Mr. Um, you know when they were trying when they were trying to um, what's the word of confirm Kavanaugh you know oh hey every everyone has to be believed all victims have to be believed with you know he was Mr. Me Too movement oh it turns out he's actually super rapey but that's neither here nor there so let's get back to how we started this let's start let's get back to Pepe Le Pew for a second okay so Pepe Le Pew is was is being pulled out of Space Jam two. Uh, because he promotes rape culture. So, number one, who in the hell is actually going to watch Space Jam 2 anyway? <laughs> Nobody. All right, come on. No Michael Jordan. They already screwed up Lola Bunny. I mean, it just looks awful. Nobody wants to watch that crap anyway. LeBron James is a giant asshat. Moving on. But, who didn't... I actually have been kind of waiting for this. I've been I've been waiting for it ever since the whole cancel culture thing really started out. I've been waiting. Okay, at some point they got to go after Pepe Le Pew because let's face it, he was always kind of creepy. That was the joke. The joke was watching him lose constantly for being super creepy and being kind of rapey. It well, actually makes the point that this is not what you want to be. The joke is you have a Twitter painted skunk. And did you kid, just say Twitter painted? Yes, he was Twitter painted. Oh my god, you made a Bambi reference. I did. We just watched it the other day. My favorite part is when the hunter kills everybody. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, the no, the joke is you have a Twitter painted skunk mm -hmm. and a cat who, through a series of unfortunate events, will get white stripes painted on his back, and then he's chased around by the skunk. Pretty sure it is a girl cat though. Yes, but it doesn't want anything to do with the skunk. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, the, the joke and the, the the joke is to watch him lose. And yes, he's creepy and. The the hidden moral of the story is, hey, don't be creepy. People don't like that. Yeah, that, that's what it was. But people don't see that. Like it's promoting rape culture. Yeah. The, okay. First off, and oh god, we're gonna get some hate for this. So I just uh, I just want to apologize up front. There's no such thing as rape culture. That's not a thing. No, it's not. It's, I it's actually not just a had thing. this conversation the other day too. There's no such thing as rape culture. Right. There, there is no culture. Of there's no rape. culture of making rape okay. Rape's not okay. It's never been okay. The few people that think it's okay are rapists and, well, deserve to have really terrible things happen to them. And they often do. And they often do. So, yeah, coming back to this, I mean, for crying out loud, they went after Dr. Seuss. Okay. To be clear, because let's, let's just, you know, let's be honest about things. Okay. They did not go after Dr. Seuss. They went after six books. They went after six books. And they 
was actually the estate of Dr. Seuss. It was the estate of Dr. Seuss that decided that the books, those books would no longer be, be, be published because they felt that they were culturally inappropriate. Now, whether or not I agree is beside the point. I think it's actually, the whole thing's kind of stupid, but I'm not gonna, I, I came to the realization that I can't talk shit about the people who own the rights to them making that decision. No, and, and you're right. Um, I mean, that's kind of the argument we made about Confederate statues. You know, the people that live in those towns and deal mm -hmm. with that stuff, they're the ones who be, should be making those exactly. decisions. Exactly. Not some Antifa thug in Portland. Yeah. You know, like so, and, and as far so, as I know, they weren't bowing down to pressure from other people. It was They just like came out one day and like, hey, you know what? Um, we kind of were reviewing our stuff and... Yeah, we're not really comfortable. I'm not sure about that because I don't know. I'm not 100. There were sure. people sure. who are coming out and saying, "Well, there's racial undertones with these books and stuff like that." Yeah, but those are the people that say there's racial undertones to everything. So here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that's going on, and I, I don't know how to explain this and make everyone understand. I'm going to try my best. You're not going to pull that off. Uh, feel free, Josh, to fill in the gaps if I sound confusing or not. Too late. Um, <laughs> so. The Democrat Party, as it stands today, and actually has it stands for a long time now, they are a party of racists. Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say revolutionaries. More no, or less. they're not. Let me explain. Okay. Let me get to my point. All right. What I mean by that is they deal in outrage culture. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Like yeah, they always you. have to be fighting something. I got. They you. have to be fighting the man. They have to be fighting racism they have to be fighting big business yeah. the truth is they don't do any of that though if you look at the the what they speak versus what they do they're not the same things but the point is though is even when if you give them all power let's say you they have the house they have the senate they have the presidency and let's say you give them the judges as well right oh you they mean have like everything. now other than judges they start eating each other up right you mean now <laughs> yes no that's my point yeah um that's the point I'm getting to yeah. is the reason why we keep seeing them suddenly start going after each other and starting to focus on little things here and there is because they don't survive if they're not constantly pointing towards some sort of outrage. Sure. No, Democrats stay in power for two reasons. They stay in power off good intentions because they've never had – I can't think of a single program ever instituted by a Democrat party that either was successful or was actually completely implemented. Right? I can't think of anything. Okay. And we can have that argument. People could be like, well, Social Security, you know, no, I, I would not consider Social Security a successful program. I would yeah. not consider Obamacare a successful program. I would well, not consider not. these things successful at all. So I don't know of anything. So if you're not mm. constantly pointing out to some sort of outrage, if you're not constantly doing something to rally people. Because remember, the hardcore Democrat voters see themselves as people who are above everybody else. They yeah. see themselves as the moral and ethical people who are like, yes, I'm voting for them because, of course, I'm against racism. Of course, I care about people. I had a teacher in high school teach us this, that the, the left cared a lot about people, okay? And the right cared more about money and economics and, and stuff like that. You know, so if you wanted to be someone who cared about people, you have to vote to the left. You have to vote Democrat or you have to vote Green Party or something like that. Like those were considered the people who care about people. And if you talk mm. to hardcore Democrats today, that's exactly how they see themselves. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, it's because I care about people. It's moral superiority. It's moral superiority. Yeah. And we see this. I had a guy get on. It was tax day. And this was like a, an acquaintance of mine from years ago. He gets on there and starts talking about, well, it's tax day. You know, taxes suck, blah, blah, blah. But then he starts listing. He's like, but you know what? I'm really glad for all the great programs my taxes go to. You know, like welfare and this and that. And I was just, I almost started laughing at the hmm. guy. You know, cause I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, that's how he sees it. Like, he sees it as a burden that helps people. And I'm like, no, that's not what. And then, of course, you have the Christian argument. 
Okay, I've had socialist people come out with like, well, it's not very Christian of you to vote for the other guy. But what do you think Christianity is? Christianity is about personal sacrifice. Yeah. It's not about voting so the government takes away from somebody who hasn't, gives it to somebody who doesn't. That doesn't make you more sure. Christian. That makes you just somebody who's staring and watching somebody else make sacrifices. Okay? It's all about personal sacrifice. It's about what you are willing to give. Okay? If you want to help people, great. You take out of your own wallet and go help people. Mm-hmm. Okay? Take out of your own time and go help people. Okay, don't just talk about it and vote for the other guy and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm morally superior. The only thing that I would probably change about what you said was is that it, the left isn't a group of people that has to have something to fight. It, they just have to have something to complain about. Because fighting means that you're actually trying to do something and you're, True. you're, you're working towards a goal. Whereas I would say that leftists more just want to bitch about something and feel superior because they're complaining about it. Well, and that's and that's where you come into this whole idea of the most vain comment that I always hear from quote air quotes celebrities. Well, I have a I have an obligation to use my platform oh, to tell people yeah. about whatever. What an obligation? So you're saying that you are such an amazing human being yes. that you have this obligation to share your thoughts with the little people because we, you know, just kind of funny because that's what we're doing right now. But not that you guys are the little people, but I'm <laughs> no, saying this this didn't come out of like a vain, you know, uh, yeah. a vain place. But that's 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 Hollywood right now, and a lot of celebrities and I hate this term, but social media influencers. Um, I hate those people so I just hate the term so much. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the that is. It's oh well I have a platform, so I that means my way of thinking, that means my opinion means more than everyone else's. So I have an obligation to share my opinion. No, you don't. No, you don't. No. And half the time you're sound like an idiot. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Although that again, no. hypocritically speaking, that's what kind of what we're doing. I was gonna say that's exactly what we're doing. So Okay, it's, but uh, you- Okay, let's save Although, ourselves, no, let's no, save no, ourselves a little bit. No, it's not. And okay. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and save ourselves a little bit here. Um, it's not what we're doing because what we're doing is a direct contrast to those ridiculous liberal morons who constantly try to shut down any kind of conservative voice. So we decided, oh, okay, well, you're not going to allow conservative voices? Well, try to stop ours then. Yeah, well, no, don't, don't try and stop to. ours. <laughs> We're still just getting started. Can you uh, at least wait till we yeah. actually have money to fight back? You know, like where I can actually afford lawyer and lawyers to go after people. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, please don't come after us. Where are we at, Rooster? Nine minutes. You can't cancel my culture. Plus the other four minutes, or no? So when were you going to inform us that? Uh... It's fine. He's he's only going into high school. It, he can't count. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, Joshy McJosh, base, I understand you have some CDC guidelines you take issues with? Uh, yes, but by the way, I just want to point out that Moonshine's been around since the 15th century. Um, sorry, we were having a conversation off mic, and it, yeah. Oh, I see. You had to have your winning point on I mic. did. I did. On mic. I, I see. Did. Wow. No, no. That just... Apparently, Josh is a celebrity that, now, everybody. That was just coincidental. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so the CDC came out with a new guideline saying that if you're vaccinated and I'm vaccinated, that we don't have to wear masks when we're around each other. 
Wow. Yeah. So here's the thing. So what's next? Do I have to get an embroidered like So I'm curious about that. symbol well, on I'm, my shoulder when I walk through a store or something right? saying I'm, I'm one of the better people? Um I think you should just get your vaccination record and like sew it onto your clothes or sew a little pocket oh. onto your clothes like a clear pocket. Maybe like a vaccination slide your vaccination record. Better, yeah. How about they just tattoo yeah. a barcode across Ooh, my forehead? Yeah, I like it. It just automatically oh, wait. scans and let tracks me, me. Let me throw this loop at you. I identify as a vaccinated person. Oh, there you go. Bird mic drop. Wow. Identified as a... I identify as a vaccinated person. Wow. Who are you to tell me that I'm not vaccinated? A That's real, oppressive. A real vaccinated person? That's oppressive, sir. Are you really? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm vaccinated. Oh, I'm, I'm not. No, oh, yeah, I was vaccinated. Oh, no. I, I I literally only identify as a vaccinated person. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that throws anybody off. Yeah, I actually got the vaccine. Yeah. I have oh, the Pfizer vaccine, both of them. And he did not turn into a zombie. I did not turn into a zombie, guys. And I, I, and I did. I made him the promise that if he did turn into a zombie, that I would not shoot him in the head and destroy him, that I would domesticate him and keep him as a pet. I'm going to start rotting in the front yard at some point, dude. I'm going to start. Yeah, but no, I'll feed you. All right, all right. Like, there's stray so, dogs running around here all the time. Washington, D.C., folks. Uh, according to lawofficer.com, they have confirmed through several sources within law enforcement agencies across the country that grant funding to local law enforcement has been placed on hold by the Department of Justice. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. So, this is real. The Department of Justice has put on hold grant funding, which I don't understand how they can legally do, but I guess if they provide the grant and you apply yeah. for it, if you've already been accepted to receive the grant, I don't know how they could just stop it based off their own whims. Um, I don't know how some deep state person can be like, oh, not right now, or whatever. It must be coming from the top. That's the only way you're really going to stop sure. it. Um, but here's the problem with this. A lot of people, I mean, you could shrug this off. You could scroll on. You could do things. But here's what you don't know. I did. Okay. Uh, grant money is important to law enforcement because it's, especially for medium to small agencies, mm -hmm. that's how you play, pay for stuff. That's how you pay for a lot of stuff. Okay. It's not, um, it's not salary. Right, yep. agencies got to figure out that their own tax yep. base and everything else. Put they got to figure out stuff, but it's it's all gear. Yeah, right. There are grants that pay for guys' bulletproof vests. Body and those cameras. expire. Those expire about every five years. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, body cameras another one. In body camera, it's not just buying the camera; it's all the infrastructure that comes with it. Okay, there's whole towers of computer systems yeah. for memory and everything else. Because actually, the most expensive part about body cameras is not the equipment; it's actually the storage. It's the cloud store or whatever storage they're going to yes. use. So it's actually the storage that costs infinitely more than the body cameras. So all you people out there who were like, "Oh yeah, every cop should have a body camera," which, by the way, I agree with you. Yeah, at this point, I do. Well, that money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, they're very expensive, guys. Yeah, I mean, the cameras themselves, depending on what brands you go. Go with can cost anywhere from four to twenty five hundred bucks right. a camera. View sucks. Yeah, if you have eighty cam, if you have eighty cops, I mean that's mil. I mean you're getting into the millions just to outfit everyone with body cameras. Yeah, just so you can tell that the guy who accused the cop of something is actually lying. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's that's really what you want. But no, grant money goes toward a lot of other stuff. I mean police mm -hmm. cars, your canine programs. Um, sometimes grant money goes to fund things like the police activities leagues. Yep. Your school resource officers are often funded by grants and stuff and reoccurring grants. Mm -hmm. um, that's how this money is. And so, and I talked about this, when you defund police, like if you legit do it, there are certain programs that you're going to lose first. Yeah. Okay. And we're seeing that now you're going to start because it's just like anything else, like a business or any other government entity. When your budget gets cut. You have to start thinking about those programs you have that you have to start cutting first before you start laying people off. Mm -hmm. Okay, and those will be those programs or those community outreach programs, 
um, if you have programs in regards to like social media and stuff like that, communication programs, extra classes, free classes you teach to the community, any of that kind of stuff, that's the stuff you start cutting first. You cut all that extra, basically it's like trimming the fat, and then you start looking at your budget and like, oh crap, now I gotta start laying off officers, I gotta start doing this. But the other thing that's really harmful to this, because we made this argument before, so I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but police actually need more funding for training. Okay, if you don't like the way cops treat people or you don't like the way they act, the way to fix that, there's two ways. Okay, it's having good background checks, so you're only hiring good cops in the first place. That takes funding because a good background check is extremely thorough. Like yep. I said, I've had guys show up in my neighborhood that do background checks on me just to talk to my neighbors in person. Okay, that's how thorough. So you have to have the funding to do that kind of stuff. Okay, the other part of that is training. Okay, it's, it's always going to come down to training because it's not about just training them once, but it's also about update training. So they are shooting when they can shoot and not when they shouldn't shoot. Okay, so when they are reckon, so when they are dealing with someone, they recognize that this person's having a mental health crisis and not um, just a violent outburst of some sort, right? I mean, you need that training just to recognize that kind of stuff. Those aren't the things we need to be axed, but that's exactly what's happening. And that's exactly what happened in Portland. Okay, so here's a story here. Uh, <clears throat> it actually is from last year, but I thought it was worth bringing up. Um, there's a man named Elmer Garborough, and I'm just going to call him Elmer because it's just easier. He got a terrifying, terrifying call from his sister. She wept as she told him of his two of his nephews may have been shot in broad daylight as they left a bar in Portland, Oregon. He drove there as fast as he could. An officer told him that, that one of his nephews was heading to the hospital and the other, Tyrell Penny, hadn't survived. My sister Tyrell's mom was on the phone. I just said he's gone. And I just heard the most horrific scream that you could ever imagine, Elmer said. When Penny was killed last summer, unrest was roiling up. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I got, he got cut off. It's not roiling. It's boiling. Broiling. <laughs> unrest was boiling liberal Portland as protesters took to the streets nightly to demand racial justice and defunding police. At the same time, one of the whitest major cities in America was experiencing its deadliest year in more than a quarter century. A trend seen nationwide with shootings that overwhelmingly affected the black community. This is written by Yahoo News, by the way. Oh, figures. Okay. Um, well, I, it's because they point out this is one of the whitest cities. Yeah. And they're not doing that ironically because I got this off some conservative news back where it's actually Yahoo News pointing out that it's not the black people's fault is basically what they're saying. Uh, responding to the calls for change in policing, the mayor and city council cut several police programs from the budget, including one Mel believes, or I'm sorry, Elmer believes, I kept saying Mel, uh, believes could have saved his nephew, a specialized unit focused on curbing gun violence, which had long faced criticism for disproportionately targeting people of color, was dis disbanded a month before Penny, a 27-year-old black man visiting from Sacramento, California, was killed on July 25th. Okay. So essentially, bringing it back to my point, <clears throat> cutting these police programs actually led to a, a crime suppression unit. This is a team of Sometimes your best, most proactive cops will sometimes look at the, they'll they'll get together. They'll say, okay, you guys, you're crime suppression. So when there's a problem in this neighborhood, I want these units out there. Okay, so you have regular patrol. They're just responding to calls, doing their thing. And then you have crime suppression saying, mm -hmm. we have a specialized area that these guys need to be in. These are the guys who go after your gang members. These are the guys who are going out there making traffic stops. These are the guys who are going after your parolees and probationers. Basically, the known troublemakers in your neighborhood are the ones these guys are going after. And this is one of the programs that got cut. And now this man from Sacramento was killed. And it's the belief of his father that, you know, if we if they, Portland still had these 
suppression units that were going around just and yeah. these are you're running and gunning guys these guys don't care about traffic yeah. violations okay they're going they're going they're looking for drugs they're looking for guns that's what True. they're looking for when you talk to them they say well we you know we find all sorts of stuff blah blah, blah. really you're looking for guns and drugs yeah. that's what you want that program was cut and now we're seeing results of it well you know and it they saw it in in minneapolis uh, in minneapolis as well they cut funding to the police and what happened crime went up shocker shocker crime went up uh response times went way way down uh or got longer however you want to look at it and then all of a sudden the city's like oh uh well i guess i guess that didn't work we're gonna give you another 6.4 million dollars to hire some more cops and be more proactive weird oh it's almost like defunding the police is a stupid ass idea yeah and if you're if you're touting yourself as some sort of progressive um, and you're like, oh yeah, these are progressive ideals or this progressive. Yeah, that that's or not a good thing. It's Understand that your civilian police department was a progressive idea. Mm-hmm. That was progress. Yeah. Okay. When they started developing those in the 1800s and sometimes a little bit sooner, that was progress. That was people yeah. saying, okay, we're going to have a police force that's not a military force. Right. Right. We're not going to have an occupying military force, but own civilians, cities, mm-hmm. towns, counties can come up with their own individuals to enforce the law and they were hired to do so and as years went on it got more progressive as we gave them more training then went to uniforms it went to guns it went to all sorts of stuff and then case law started defining what their job is what their role is and all these things these agencies these these mayors and governors and people who talk about replacing their police force with some citizen response unit or something you're an idiot you're doing the same thing they did back in the 1800s that's exactly what they said they said hey let's replace the military guys with the citizen response units, guys who actually are from this community, guys who know these people, guys who are willing to do something dangerous. Yeah. I'm sorry, folks. I'm over here laughing. Uh, I just got a uh, Facebook message from a friend of mine who will remain nameless at the, uh, right now who wants to know, hey, fill me in. What's the deal on Pepe Le Pew? Is he racist now or some wild shit? Are we broadcasting <laughs> live? No. I How does some, he know? I put something on Facebook about it. How does he know? Um, oh. Sorry, I just thought it was funny. No, and it's... The, the, the weird thing is, is you're absolutely right. You're going, you're actually going backwards. It's not progressive. You're going backwards because you're starting over. You, you want to do the exact same thing they did back in the 1800s, but that doesn't, that's not going to work anymore. Okay. Because this is no longer the time where you have three criminals in a town. All right. We have major metropolitan areas. We're talking about defunding the police and, and replacing them with civilian patrols. Uh, that's ridiculous. What's a civilian patrol going to do up against armed gang members? Hey, you guys, yeah. um, you guys really should stop doing what you're doing. Oh, shit, you're right. I, what have I been doing with my life? And they're just going to turn around and walk away? <laughs> oh, wait, that's actually what people think is going to happen. No, what's going to happen is, is these guys are going to walk over, they're going to beat the living shit out of these civilian patrols, and those civilian patrols are going to run to the cops. Sir, 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 you can't rob me. That's illegal. Yeah, hold on. Don't, Whoa, don't what do you, you mean know you want my wallet? Don't you know there's a law against that, um, sir? Oh, how embarrassing for you. I think, hold on, hold I think the problem is that you don't understand that I voted for Biden. So <laughs> yeah. we're on the same yeah, side. Not- Why are you hitting me? <laughs> hey, folks, a lot of families are fleeing California and just starting new lives for themselves. And my friends, Brian and Kim, did that a couple years ago. And they started a new business I want you guys to check out. Grandma's Pantry That's Grandma's Pantry uh, They moved out to Idaho and they started making custom jams and jellies, guys. And they have some great and amazing flavors. Check this out. They got the typical blueberry, they have apple mint jelly, pumpkin spice jam, uh, mint. 
uh, pumpkin pie jam, peach habanero, apple pie, nectarine, uh, well, strawberry jam, mango jelly, strawberry jalapeno, cherry jam, sour cherry, blackberry. If you want unique and interesting flavors, especially for the holiday seasons, if you want to impress your guests, um, check it out. Grandma's Pantry, Pocatello.com. Help out my friends Brian and Kim. Great people. So again, Grandma's Pantry, Pocatello.com. Trying to add comedic value to things, and you're just you know, shitting all over. Oh, we're recording now. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're recording now. <laughs> I didn't um, realize. <clears throat> a stimulus bill. Stimulus check sounds like they're coming down the pipe. Yeah, that, no, that'll happen. That'll happen. Finally, that will happen. That'll happen. And you know what? My, I, I hate this because we're approaching $30 trillion in debt, and this is not good for our country. Well, okay. It's not good for our However, as... Uh, President Trump put it when he was towards the end saying, hey, guys, just get a bill together. Uh, people brought up the money. And one, President Trump never ran on being a fiscal conservative. Okay, um, That was never part of his platform or his agenda. And well, he basically said, look, you guys are already approaching $30 trillion in debt. Just give them some money. I don't think you can have eight bankruptcies in your past and run as a fiscal conservative. Well, if you had, 100 and, <laughs> if you had 110 businesses with your name on them. What? The guy doesn't know shit about money. Sorry. He has 110 businesses. Yeah. And like and only eight of them went bankrupt? No, 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 no. Look into that again. Not eight specific businesses went bankrupt. He went bankrupt like six times. Oh. Yeah, well, you're in real estate. Okay. Do you ever truly go on bankrupt if you have real estate? Anyway. The answer is no. You just got to wait till you sell some stuff. Anyway. Um... I don't necessarily have an issue with the idea of the whole stimulus package. I think we're at a point, especially now, where there's a lot of people who really do need this, especially small businesses, because we're seeing them. We're seeing small businesses close left and right at a much higher rate than small businesses normally close. Because let's be honest, small businesses, you, most new businesses, fail within the first five years. That's just a statistic. That's yeah. that's, that's fact. Well, let's back up. I mean, if I was but dig- now if. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Well, but now we're seeing businesses that have been around for 30 years shuttering because, well, we just we can't afford to stay open because we don't have any business. Yeah. And I mean, touching on business, some businesses, it's going to be an individual thing. Some of it, yes, it's COVID. Our business model was not designed to sustain this. I understand that. Sure. Some of it, uh, businesses are just being outdated. They're not adapting. Right. Okay. That's true, I, too. I've, but we're talking about I've had things small that... businessmen. I've had small business people tell me you got to pretty much reinvent your business every five years. Okay. Okay. But again, it's going to be an individual stuff. But I'm talking about like restaurants that have been around for 30 years and have a, you know, loyal customer base. Oh, yeah. But they aren't set up to be able to have outdoor dining no, and I touched on that. I takeouts just not working out, and they've been shuttering their doors. Yeah. So it, it's a thing. So I I don't necessarily disagree with it. I disagree with how it's being done. What does sending, I don't know, what is it like four hundred billion dollars overseas have to do with helping the American people who are suffering during this economic crisis? Right. What does that have to do with it? Why does the Kennedy Center need another $40 million after they were just got $25 million in the last stimulus package when they're closed and not doing anything? So if I was dictator of the United States, um, the shutdowns would never have happened in the first place. 
Okay, simple as that. Because you can control what you can control. So the federal government, when they quote unquote shut down, mm -hmm. what they did is they offered recommendations to everybody, but you can't make anybody do it, right? Sure. Florida pretty much was never shut down, right? South yeah. Dakota was pretty much never shut down. Yep. Right. And Christine Nome, the governor of South Dakota, came out and said exactly what I was thinking at the time, which was, she said, I don't think I have this power. Yeah. Okay. She's like, as governor, I don't really have the power to tell businesses you can and cannot be open. Where She's Emperor like, Newsom said, oh, really? Hold my wine. Well, that's my point. So I would, as if I was dictator of the United States, every governor who did that would be removed from power, arrested, whatever, because you really don't have that authority. Now, what you can control is what you do control, right? So the California state governor, as an example, yes, they can control their government buildings. Sure. They can control their courthouses. Uh -huh. They can control their DMV. Yep. Right? They can control <laughs> social buildings, that kind of stuff. Apparently, they really can't control their DMV because yeah, well, they haven't gotten that shit under control ever. But my point, though, is uh, you can do that because yeah. that's the stuff you own and control. Yeah. Okay? This idea that, like, oh, well, you own a business. Even though I don't own that business. I have no say in that business. Uh, you can't be open. Okay, and it kind of brings me all the way full circle back to why I hate government regulations, certifications, licensing, that kind of sure. stuff. It's because what we saw was when people said, no, you don't have that authority, they suddenly lost their business license. Yeah. Okay, you can't shut me down. Oh, well, you're a barber? Well, guess who doesn't have a barbering license mm -hmm. anymore? Okay, that's why tyrannical governments create that regulation, that bureaucracy. So when someone speaks up, they could just look for what crime they're committing because when you have so many laws on the books and so much stuff, you are committing crimes. Mm -hmm. Okay, everyone's committing crime at some point or another in some way, somehow. Okay, because there's just so much stuff. I read a study years ago where a, a law professor, he did this whole thing and he, pre, well, he presumed, but he, based off educational guessing, said that people can commit up to three felonies a day and not realize it. Okay, now, the, the, of course, not every felony is a violent felony, but if you think about it, if you go and help your neighbor out and he gives you 40 bucks for working for him for the day, you're supposed to claim that in your taxes. That's income. Mm, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, who does? Point. Nobody, yeah, right? No, yeah, nobody. So, I mean, you start thinking about those little things every single day. There's like okay? that one guy out there listening. You're like, I didn't have to do that? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, people don't. So, anyways, yeah. So, if I was dictator, none of this stuff would have happened in the first place. Uh, I would have looked at governors and demanded they opened up. If they did not open up, I would start looking at legal remedies because I'm like, at some point, I have to protect the Constitution uh -huh. as President of the United States or Dictator of the United States. And now I'm watching governors violate people's constitutional rights. You have to intervene. And they just couldn't find a way to do it because it's never happened before. Yeah. Not to derail your train of thought, but if you, if you were the Dictator of the United States, would you have governors? Well, didn't kings not have lords? Yeah, but the lords just did whatever the king told them to do. Well, yeah, but the lords had to control their land. Well, yeah, to an extent. So that's what it would be like. I'd be like the king, and the governors would be like my lords. And I'm like, you're going to run your land the way I tell you to, and you're going to maintain order there. Ooh, can I take over California? I have some great ideas for this state. Uh, California's going to get divided. Aw. So well, as long as I get north, I get north. I was like, I do you want north or do you want south? I want south? north. Okay, you I can have north. You can have north. Because it's hot down there. <laughs> and kind of, and really congested. There's so much traffic. So I was looking at this uh, this new stimulus bill. Uh, and I found this article that I thought laid out what was in it pretty well. The problem with this article is this is what it was before it got sent to the Senate. I understand mm. the Senate kind of did some amendments, kick it back to the House. The House is expected to pass it. Yeah. So I don't think the Senate really did it. I think the Senate trimmed the fat. And I know one thing was Rand Paul, I guess he looked in there and found like they're trying to give a bunch of money to plan, yeah. Planned Parenthood. He cut that out and was like, yeah. nope, we're not doing that. Was it was it Rand Paul? There was a, I forget which senator it was and i love and i think this is hilarious technically it's all of them the, right? well, no 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 wait, wait, about this specifically the left got mad because 
one of the senators actually was like, hey, we got to put this whole thing on pause until everyone actually has time to read the whole bill. Oh. And they're like, this is ridiculous. That's, it's an outrage. People, there's this, we have to pass this now. Wait, no, I really just want everyone to read the whole thing. Yeah, he was about to have a clerk get up there. And yeah. Read it and they're like, oh, it's going to take like 10 hours for this guy to get up in front of a mic. I'm basically like, take turns and just read through but, the whole bill. Why are they mad? Because people want to read it. Yeah, I think like he was that, trying to make that a, is a point. Hu- and that's the point. That is a huge red flag. If somebody hands you, hey, this is going to be a law. Okay, well, let me just read this real quick. No, 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 no. That's like somebody telling you to sign on the dotted line without reading the contract. And telling you, don't read it, just sign it. Yeah. That's, that's a red flag, people. Yeah. So what this bill includes is aid to unemployment. Mm-hmm. Totally understandable. Expanding unemployment benefits from the federal government would there. be extended through September totally 6th at $300 a week, right? So they're basically on top of whatever you're getting from the state. Yeah, yeah. It's extra $300. Bucks. I'm good with that. Fine. The first $10,000 or $10,200 of jobless benefits would be non-taxable for households with incomes under $150,000. I'm good there. Yeah, fine. Uh, more checks. This is the part where I get excited. You know... <laughs> <laughs> It's just getting my money back. I know, I know. It's it's, but it's like getting my own money back. It's like so. if you break into the Federal Reserve and steal all your taxes back. Right. And you're like, okay. hey, I'm sticking to the man. I love the idea of getting the money back that the government stole from me. Yes, that's how I look at it. But is it necessary? Don't get me wrong. I'm still going to cash the check. Well, here's so the thing. I'm not that guy. This is this $1,400 that we're all about to get Yeah. Uh, is costing Americans about $5,000 each. Yeah, that sounds right. By the time you do the math on this whole stimulus oh, sure, package, sure, sure. yes, we're getting fourteen hundred. But that's because of all the pork, man. I know. So here we go: fourteen hundred dollars for a single taxpayer, twenty-eight hundred dollars if you're filing jointly as a married couple. Which is just fourteen times two. Yeah, so, I, I know, I, mean, I know. Mark. Our listeners say, are smart. Our listeners we, are smart. Can't we just say fourteen hundred per person? Anyway, moving on. I know you sorry, know sorry. that. I didn't know sorry. that, but I know our listeners know that. <laughs> Rooster, you uh, knew that, right? Oh, plus fourteen hundred dollars per dependent. Uh, so, so people like me and you have a million kids. <laughs> well, also, if you read more into that, uh, and the, some of the changes that were made from the previous bill, is it includes adult dependents, as where before it was a cutoff of oh, 17 years old. So you're super excited. So I'm super excited, because so that... I have two dependents that I did not get any money for last time, that I, if I'm reading everything uh, properly, and it gets passed the way that I read it the last time it was available, uh, I should get money for two more people but since they're both actually adults i'm actually just going to give them the money i was going to say are they asking for that money no they don't know any of this stuff they don't keep track of this stuff total total side note my brother when he was like 18 or 19 was still living at home he was filing his taxes doing his thing you know the easy 110 forms oh yeah the 1040 easy yeah 1040 easies that's how old i am he got mad because um and it became like a huge debate in the family where everyone was trying to figure out who was right and who was wrong he got mad because he found out my parents were claiming him Oh, and he thought that was going to translate in him getting less money, but the thing is, he wasn't making a lot of money. Ah, uh, okay. And yeah, so, translated into him getting no and money. He still lived at home, and he wasn't yeah. like paying rent or anything. Nothing. So my parents are like, "You're our dependent." Yeah, I'm actually with it's your parents. Our on that legal one. right to claim you yeah. at this point because you are our dependent. I'm with your parents on that one. Yeah, it, yeah, basically that's what he was. He's an adult dependent at home. It's like you're not paying rent. You're not yeah. paying anything. So, anyways, but, um, I, but I'm gonna give him. At least some of the money. Yeah, so if you're an individual and you earn up to $75,000 a year or lower, you'll mm-hmm. get the full amount. Um, if you're single and you're over $75,000, I think it dissipates as it gets higher. Yeah, well, they actually, some they, formula actually, to that. they actually just changed that, and they did lo- agree to lower the cap because the cap was at $100,000. Basically, it goes down in increments of 
uh, like $100, I think, for every $1,000 over... I forget the exact calculation, but basically when you hit 100000 you got nothing. They've actually lowered that to 80000 Now yeah. when you get 80000 you get nothing. And, you know, I understand Congress is debating about this because um, it's so different throughout the whole country. Sure. You know, Seventy-five grand a year in Tennessee or Oklahoma or South Dakota. It's a lot. That's good money. But in California and New York? Oh, no, you're paycheck you're, to paycheck. You're poor. Yeah. You're poor. New York City, you're poor. San Francisco, yeah. you're poor. You, you ain't living in San Francisco. You live in the outer If you state. make $75,000 a year and live in San Francisco, you are homeless. Yes. Yes. Uh, however, if you are married, um, that's up to one hundred fifty grand a year. One hundred fifty grand. yes. Okay. Uh, size of the check would shrink, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into that because we got to start wrapping up. Uh, money for state and local governments. Okay. Okay. Well, right. I guess individual legislators can yeah. be like, well, my guys need this, and this will be your grant money, folks. Mm-hmm. Again, grant money is important to some local agencies, especially right. smaller agencies. So, I mean, all right, I'm fine. I'm good there. I'm good uh, there. Aid to schools. This one is the one I had mixed feelings about because I'm like, the schools aren't even open. Right, they've been closed. If what? you're not open, I don't think you should be getting anything. What aid do they need? Especially if the reason why you're not open is your teacher's union. If your oh. local teachers union is hindering you, you should not get crap. Don't even get me started on the whole teachers union things right now because that's, that's that's a whole just, different that's, show. Yeah, that's a whole different show. That, it's we, pissing me off. We should actually commit a show to the problems um, with public schooling and stuff like that because yeah. I can do a whole show on that. That one, I have. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on. Yeah. Moving, moving on. on. So, anyways, yeah, money to schools, uh, aid to businesses. This makes sense. Yep, yep I'm totally right? there. Especially if your business has been shut down. Absolutely. Testing and vaccines. It makes sense. I don't okay, know if it's fine, necessary. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's an okay, fine kind All of thing. Right. Um, it's forty-six billion of this goes to testing and vaccines. I yeah. don't know how much of that actually does any good. Healthcare workers. Um, I don't know what this money is actually designated for, according to this article. But apparently, healthcare workers are supposed to get stuff. Okay. Um, long increasing coverage. Oh, this is freaking. Oh, they're not healthcare workers, just healthcare in general. This oh, is Obamacare. Just, oh, okay. Stuff. So this is them trying to sneak in a way to save Obamacare. Oh yeah, no, no. Uh, bigger tax breaks, blah, blah. Whatever. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't we just, I don't know, have a tax holiday? Yeah, whatever happened to that? That was an idea at one that point. That was Trump's idea. Like, we were just like, hey, you know what? Nobody's going to have to pay taxes for a little and while. And Congress re- rejected it. Yeah, well, like, Trump was just like, screw all the stimulus crap. Just give them a tax holiday. Let them keep their money. Yeah. Why not? You know, if you also, if you want to save some money, um, let's just not pay the politicians for like a year. Mm. I mean, they're all worth millions anyway. They're fine. They'll be fine. Let's just yeah. not pay them for like Do a year. Really we'll save each state. We'll save a couple million dollars. Do they really need their own gyms and their underground mm-hmm. train to connect buildings and all no. that kind of crap? Yeah, that crap.